I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and this is The Last Best Thing. It's an interview show where I ask people what is the last best thing they've eaten, watched, listened to, or read. In this episode, I talk to Joseph, who answers the question by talking about the last best movie he's watched, Knives Out. From there, the conversation took a turn into discussing what is a baseball movie, talking about our favorite types of theater experiences, and then we go a little bit into what the sequel must be. There are some spoilers for the movie, which if you haven't seen yet, uh, don't listen, but you should have watched the movie by now. But all in all, it's a really fun conversation. Um, hope you enjoy. Sit back and listen. Because I uh, finally saw Knives Out, and um, that movie is fucking amazing, dude. I can't believe that... How many movies get nominated for the best picture? I think it's like nine. I can't believe there was nine better movies than that. Like, there's no way. Let's it see. was so good, dude. All the visuals, like the shots that they got... Ryan Johnson is quickly becoming one of my favorite filmmakers and it's not just because he made my favorite star wars <laughs> uh, there i don't is... have i don't have good recollection of like brick but uh apparently i liked it according to liz I don't and think I ever saw what that. else looper yeah looper i liked a lot i think the ending i didn't like that much but the movie was mostly cool i'm also a sucker for jgl so I don't remember how Looper ended. I just remember that, um, what's his face? The kid from Angels in the Outfield. I forgot his name. Hit Record Joe. I just remember his Tumblr name. Yeah. He had, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like contact lenses on, right? Like colored eyes. Uh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. That sounds, I don't actually remember what the ending was. I think I remember not liking it. Maybe I did like it actually. And I'm just a hater. My default is to go to, <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. I couldn't, um, <laughs> I, I like I couldn't get past the colored eyes. After that, I was just like, eh, everything else is cool, but why do you have to wear colored eyes? Like they they couldn't just CGI his eyes. Like what's his face? Bald guy's eyes. I forgot his name. Bruce Willis. They couldn't Bruce CGI Willis. Bruce Willis's name uh, eyes to be brown or something. That's way less distracting no, no. than having this dude have colored eyes. Years ago, they couldn't do that. <laughs> so knives out. So, like five years ago. Did you watch Knives Out in a full theater or was it like a like a halfway empty theater or because I think that is a big experience in watching that movie. It was a mostly empty theater. There was like me, Liz, maybe two people behind us and one person or two people like three rows up and then one person above them, but it was it was like a big lounge chair and it was like super late at night. So that's why it was empty. Mm. Why did, why was it a different experience? I think we'll see like when we saw it, we saw it like third row in like in front, right? Third row. Oh. It was packed. It was totally, totally packed. There was, you try, I try to get seats where there's like space between me and the next person. There was this yeah. kid sitting right next to me. Everyone was around me. Like, even though we were in the front, the front two rows were also full and I think that made it so that the jokes hit a lot harder because you could hear the whole room laughing or wow. when like the twists were happening, people audibly gasped and things like that. So it's just like, like the, there's this part scene where 
I guess it's spoilers or whatever. There's this, like, the scene where the nurse, when she sees blood on her shoe, like, people audibly gasp during that. And it just added to the experience because I was like, I, would, I wouldn't do that. But it's just like, that is an appropriate yeah. reaction. And it kind <laughs> of like accented the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> so it was a lot. I feel like that added to the experience. I think that if I would have seen it, like by myself or when I see it later at home, when I buy it or whatever, it's not going to hit as, as as hard or as good as it did at the movies. But that's just my theory. Yeah, I don't I could see that too. I mean, it sucks because I won't get that experience, so I won't be able to. ABA, you will be able to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, I, I enjoyed it the way that we saw it just because like it was... It was more personal, and I, I guess it was just because we had like a basically had a movie theater to ourselves, and like not having to hear other people like laughing like over jokes and stuff like that yeah. was really good, and having to like letting moments land and just like chuckling on your ho- own head and shit like that. And it was also like I started geeking out at one point because um, effectively wild the baseball podcast that I listened to. Yeah, they uh, when the movie first came out, he's he was like, I don't want to talk about spoilers. They have this whole thing. They've had this running joke forever. It's it's been going on for a long time, but their running joke is that any movie that has any baseball scene, a baseball in it is a baseball movie. <laughs> like at first they, 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 they just landed on, if there's a baseball scene, it's a baseball movie. So Twilight is technically a baseball movie. Sure. And then they like <laughs> had awesome. more and more listeners write in and they said that, yeah, as long as there's a base, a, a baseball makes an appearance. It's a baseball movie. It's a baseball movie. <laughs> and so, so this is a baseball movie. <laughs> yeah. So when Ben Lindbergh was like, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's a baseball movie. I was like, okay, <laughs> like kind of pocket that away, but I completely forgot about it. And it's been so long. And like when the movie, came out i've done so much other stuff since then that when like i saw him grab the baseball it took a second for it to like land and i was like oh shit it is a baseball movie to register. yeah 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 so what other baseball movies have they said like none like twilight that scene um, was so weird in twilight but yeah know, yeah no they definitely that. they even had the guy who was uh, actually their like coach on to go <laughs> like they interviewed him because i think he was also like a he's a coach for um, actors, I guess, mm. is his profession. I'm trying to think of any other. Act one. like a baseball player. All I can think of are our actual baseball movies. Like I was like the yeah. Sandlot, but that's a baseball movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's in? What's the one with Don Draper where he gets the Indian guys to play baseball? A million dollar arm. Yeah, that one. But that's an actual baseball movie. It's like I can't think of anything that just has a baseball in the periphery. Yeah, none of them are coming to mind, but they had a bunch of them when they were talking about them. And um, like uh, Major League, or not Major League, what's it called? The Spy Hard. Okay. The, the other one with Charlie Sheen? No, no, no. Not the oh, one with Charlie one. Sheen. It's the one with the old dude, with uh, Leslie Nielsen. What are oh, those yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the airplane movies or... Yeah, but this one was like a series where he was like a... Oh, Naked Gun. Gun, Naked Gun, like two and a half or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene where he's uh where he's an umpire, that's a baseball movie. Ah. <laughs> and I then can there's see that. like um I mean just like where if they're if they go to a baseball game in a baseball movie at any point or in a movie at any point, it's a baseball movie. Yeah. There's there's one thing that I really liked about Knives Out above everything else, and it's the uh the southern drawl that What's his name? Craig. Daniel Craig was doing throughout the whole movie. I just kept on, like, every time I would hear it in my mind, I would try to imitate it, 
even though I know I wasn't going to get close just because it's fun to do a Southern drawl. And I was thinking like this, 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 like forget James Bond, forget being the dude from uh, Defiance or whatever that movie was where he was like a Nazi killer in the forest. This is the yeah. best role of his life because he got paid <laughs> to do a Southern accent for like four weeks or however long they filmed it for. And I honestly think that's the funnest thing you can do. Like anyone can bust out a Southern accent. It'll be bad. But if it's good, it must feel really, really good. Plus, he could get cast as the freaking uh, Colonel Sanders if they continue that campaign and if they can afford him eventually. They, oh, yeah. They should put him in like a like a suit and tie Colonel Sanders, <laughs> like James Bond. That would be awesome. I think this is the first. So in terms of like whodunits, there hasn't been a good one in a long time. There was yeah, one that came I, out like two two years ago on the train, which is based like on an Agatha Christie novel. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. Daisy Ridley came out in it, and that was uh, why I wanted to watch it actually. Yeah, and I think that's where she met her husband, the dude that she oh. married. It came out on that movie, but that movie was bad. It was just kind of like it would have made a great TV movie, uh-huh. but not a, a good movie. So I don't think there's been a good twist who done it or. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a heist movie. It's just a whodunit, right, or whatever—a murder mystery. Yeah. The closest is Adam Sandler, but that that wasn't that wasn't good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking yeah, also. I haven't been surprised by anything in a long time. I think maybe other than like, there's been a lot of stuff that I I can usually like track where it's going. Watchmen was kind of like one step ahead of me, but then I like I I caught on with that one pretty quick. With a couple of different things. And then I looked back and I was like, damn, I should have caught that way earlier. <laughs> yeah, Watchmen built very slowly. But once... But once it... Well, once it got revealed, like once the big episode happened, you're like, oh, I should have seen that. Or you go back and watch yeah, it and yeah. you can kind of tell things like that. Which is pretty good. It shows that, that they had a plan throughout, which is always nice. Especially uh-huh. coming from Damon Lindelof because... To me, he's still the guy that fumbled, lost. But I'm starting to think more and more that that might have been more J.J. Abrams <laughs> than this guy. Yeah, but I don't probably. know. I, have, I haven't seen The Leftovers or anything like that either. I mean, if we're taking these two like great fr- or uh, fragile franchises that they t- handled, one of them did really well, and the other one did pretty mediocre. Yeah, that's. I think he should have just he should have just not come back. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other good. Or like, you know how I mentioned that the theater experience is kind of like what I think was the best part of Knives Out? I'm trying to think like seeing The Matrix reloaded in theaters was really, really cool. Like at the beginning, I I think that's the most excited I've been for a movie, but that was a long time ago. Or like seeing the Star Wars prequels at midnight. Yeah, that was really (laughs) exciting. Not like yeah, it's never been there. Fighting with yet. lightsabers all day was fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like nothing has recaptured that. And I and or for oh, Get Out. Did you watch Get Out in theaters? I didn't. That was what. That's like one of my that one and Mad Max are my two biggest regrets of not seeing in theaters. Uh, but it's kind of hard when you have a young kid when they're when the movie when great movies are coming out. Yeah. So Get Out was really cool in theaters because the whole movie builds to that last moment that a cop shows up right like you see the lights and literally every person in the theater and i saw it in a pretty rich like white neighborhood like in a (laughs) suburb of dallas but every person in there 
when you see the cop lights show up, go, oh, no. <laughs> and I think for the white person in an affluent suburb, that might that might have been the first time in their life they ever felt that way. And I was like, this, yes, this is the appropriate reaction. This is a reaction you should have at this moment. And like, you don't get that at home. Got to experience it with all of them as they like, as they finally <laughs> saw it. Yeah. It's just like, this is what this, this is the greatest virtue of this movie. And I thought that was really cool. That Yeah. I think that's the best other than Knives Out in recent memory. That's the best theater movie or theater experience because. Like you mentioned Mad Max. Mad Max was awesome in terms of like visually, but I really don't remember the audience reaction at all because I was so into that movie, just like experiencing it. But like us, Knives Out, they really like, there was times when like when the audience would react, I would like turn around and try to see who laughed or who made that noise (laughs) or who whatever, because it was really, really cool. Um, So that, yeah, I hope, it's as good it's, without that. These are all kind of different, though. Like, the the one that sticks with me the most is when we went to go see The Orphan. And, like, I've never left a movie theater that was just silent. Like, everybody <laughs> wants to talk about a movie after they right. They're like, oh, like, what'd you like? And, like, oh, this is so cool and stuff like that. But, like, so the reveal is, this is, what, 10 years after? So it's not a spoiler. But uh, that the daughter, the orphaned uh, daughter that they adopt is, like, this 50-year-old russian lady or some shit like that (laughs) and so like it's creepy because she's been hitting on this dude this whole time and you're like it just makes made me want to go home and take a shower and like the way that everybody was silent leaving that it felt like everybody had had the same reaction i remember that movie is it the is it the movie that on the poster had the little girl with like a like a blue dress like pigtails faded and she's uh i got like dark darkness all around her and shit yeah i think i remember that movie i i i don't watch horror movies except for like what's his name jordan peele's movies but they're barely horror but yeah Yeah. i remember that movie (laughs) i can imagine people leaving that being highly disturbed it was like i'm telling you i think i saw another movie that was silent and i don't remember what it was now because that one was so like that was the first time ever (laughs) Have you ever walked out of a movie? Like uh, in the middle of it? No, left. the closest I came was Avatar. But I sat through most of that before even thinking of walking out. Um, X-Men. Were you what upset? was the last one before Apocalypse? Oh. Uh, no, no, it was, it was Apocalypse. Apocalypse was the last one before Dark Phoenix. I didn't even watch. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched X-Men since Days of Future Past. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I saw Apocalypse because it was the one right after Future Past. And yeah. that movie was dog shit right from the start. <laughs> and I remember like just more and more sinking into my chair and like squirming around like a dumbass too. Like, <laughs> oh, I just hate this movie so much that I actually like that was the time that I wanted to leave. Why did you want to leave Avatar? Were you upset that it was just Pocahontas in a no, not, CGI not Avatar, uh, Last Airbender. Oh, that Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I call it Avatar, but yeah, yeah Last yeah. Airbender, just because well, the cartoon series is called Yeah, Avatar. the cartoon is called Avatar. I, I walked out of Spider-Man 3. Really? I walked out of Spider-Man after the dancing scene, because I was like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to watch this. I don't need to watch this. I later finished Spider-Man 3 at home, and I was like, I made the right choice in walking out, because it was such a bad movie. And I was just like, what is happening? It felt like, because it was the same director, right? It was Sam Raimi. It felt like he was just destroying his franchise so that it wouldn't 
like, I felt like he was just burning a bridge and I was very upset and very disappointed. I don't think I like watched movies enough with a, and I still don't, but like with a, uh, with an like analyzing it mm. at that point, yeah, I probably yeah. should have been, but I just went to a Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. And I remember yeah. like, saw dropping through the middle of that, like, what the, <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, in Superbad, when he's mouthing, like, when they're walking up to what I was doing throughout that whole movie. Yeah, that's also, that's the reason why I brought it up, because I think that is a very cool reaction, like a very cool theater experience when you watch people leave a movie upset. Like, I don't know if you remember Noah, the one with um, yeah. Aronofsky and Emma Watson and Russell Crowe was in it or whatever. <laughs> I was sitting... I was sitting behind these two old like black ladies and they were so upset throughout the movie. <laughs> they were so, so upset. There's this one point where like, you know, the rock angels, demons, whatever they like get, um, I don't know, like redeemed or something. And they get like shot up to heaven whenever they do a selfless act. So whenever that happened, the two ladies in front just turned to look at each other. And 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 one of them was like, this is ridiculous. And they both got up and walked out. That was so that was so hilarious. Like I that's the highlight of the movie to me. Like to this day, it's just like whenever I think of Noah, I think of of those two ladies just just <laughs> finally having and it was near the end too like they sat through an hour 20 minutes that of it that was the thing that was the thing it's just like <laughs> redemption for the rock angels or whatever they are they're just like no no let's just walk out <laughs> that's funny this is enough yeah that like, this is ridiculous another one there was these ladies that you know how they show um short films before like some disney animation movies which i don't know if, if they still do that because Frozen 2 came out. I didn't go see it, but I asked I asked Ali, my wife, if if there was like a short animation before and she couldn't remember. So I don't know if they stopped doing that. But anyway, I there, there was. Okay. So yeah, they always do that traditionally, right? So I think it was the first Frozen when I went to the movies and there was, <laughs> there was this older lady with like her grandkid and the short animation, like they showed it and it ended. They showed the end credits. And the old lady got up and started walking out. <laughs> and she was like, that's it. And and the kid was like, no, 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 no. And, and she was like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like she was saying it all loud. And I, and I started laughing. And then the movie starts playing, you know, with like the ice picking or whatever. And she's like, oh, 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 I guess I'm. And then she like, she was muttering something to herself. <laughs> and she just sat down. But I was like, oh, that would have been so funny if she just left. She paid like uh, she was- 15 bucks and left. <laughs> She was either trying to pull a fast one on her, on them, or she hasn't been to the movies since her time. Yeah, she, probably the last movie she saw was like Snow White or something like that. Yeah. It was like, or no, I'm sorry, even before that, when you would go and it didn't even have audio, it just it was, <laughs> the piano the organ the, soundtrack. She's looking for the piano player. It's like, where's the, where the music? <laughs> yeah, the um, I guess the most memorable time was somebody walking out for me was when we went we got to go to a free show in uh, this is the end hmm. and um i remember even thinking we saw this like family come in it was like these two kids <laughs> with their two parents and i was like what the fuck they sat kind of close to us and i turned to my wife like man i don't mean to be this way but you, why are you bringing your kids like to a late showing with 
<laughs> like of this movie, you know, there's gonna be something like yeah. raunchy and really bad. Anything with Danny McBride, you know, it's not gonna yeah, be family appropriate. So I was like, I hope there's just like a dick right across the screen. And sure enough, if you see that movie at the end of it, when the devil's walking across the yeah. earth, <laughs> and that was when I think like they had got up and left, but it was already towards the end too. And it was like, oh man, you guys are dumb. Yeah, it's always. I that's why I kind of. Like the Alamo draft house type theaters are cool, but I feel like there's less of that going on because all of these things happened at like theaters where people just kind of show up and go to the movies. And I think people that go to the Alamo are like purposely going there. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, they're cool. It's dark. There's no texting. There's cool food, whatever. But I do miss those random encounters of people who are just totally befuddled by what's happening on screen. And yeah. I, I think that's a really cool aspect of going to the movies too, that that is can make any movie better, even if it's really bad, which has happened like with Noah or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's that's it. Cause there's something about Alamo that honestly like I don't see what the big appeal is. I mean I, I get it. I get like I guess I get what the appeal is, but it's just not <laughs> what I'm looking for in a movie going experience. Cause yeah. even the first time we went when that video plays and it's like no talking, no arriving late. And yeah. maybe I was having a bad experience because we were we were showing up late. We ended up getting there right on time, but it's because mm. like we had a, we had had a kid at the time, so it was yeah. tough to get to places on time. Yeah. And so as we're coming in, we saw this thing, and I was just like, man, like I was upset. I think I was hungry. I uh, I'm a super contrarian, so I was just like, man, these movie Nazis. I don't want to come here. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there since, and like it's fine, but uh, there's just other like better experiences to me. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fair. They can be a little a little um strict to the point of like all right we get it it's just a movie chill out you're yeah. not you're not saving anyone's life or anything like that <laughs> right going back to knives out i think the one thing about it well not the one thing cuz i already said a couple of things but another thing about it that i really enjoyed was seeing chris evans like play a smart guy i don't know <laughs> I don't know if he's ever played a smart person in any role that he's ever been. I mean, technically, Captain America is smart, right? Yeah, but also Captain America, Captain. yeah, like he's not conniving or he's not like a, um, I don't know, like a weaselly guy or whatever. And I think seeing him do that, because I think the closest he got to that was his character in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Which was just, but he was just a cartoon villain. He wasn't like a... <laughs> like a smart bad guy, right? So I think that that to me was refreshing because it he's not shows... Really a, he's not really a bad guy, but he's kind of a smart ass in The Losers, isn't he? Oh, yeah. No, but I thought he I was a smart him, guy. I don't he's got, that movie, I guess. He's got glasses, which um, means he's a yeah. smart guy in comic books, probably. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot he was in The Losers. I own The Losers on Blu-ray because I really liked it. And I just... Uh -huh. so yeah, and I don't know what even what like cinematic universe are they even in? It's Marvel or is it DC? I have or is no it... idea. I don't think it's Marvel. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's it's a pretty good movie. In that movie, a, he was a smart. You gotta guy. get a comic book person after this. Yeah, some someone to be like, I really like the losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's the name of that guy? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I always think he's like a cross between Robert Downey Jr. and Clive Owen. He's like a tough Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like a swollen Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, like a buff one. <laughs> yeah. Clive Owen's 
cool. He's like one of the most underrated actors, I think. He's cool. Yeah, he's very cool. I think, but maybe, maybe he's just did, not a good actor, but he's been in some cool stuff. <laughs> he was good in Children of Men, and I think yeah, once you do was. Children of Men, that's you, you can retire, as far as I'm concerned. I've actually only seen Children of Men with like slight audio because we watched it at a bar, and the uh, whole time that we were there, I, I watched like most of that movie. <laughs> that's the only way that I've ever seen it. So. No, it's good. I know, it's it's like, really I know good. it's a terrible way to watch this, such an important film. Martin Scorsese would stab you in the chest or something if you found <laughs> out about that. With a fake knife. Yeah, you watched it on your phone. Uh, yeah. So Knives Out, that is the thing. The last best thing you've watched. I agree with, Joe, with you, Joe. It's a really good movie. And uh, any last words you want to have about that movie? Um, nah. I hope, <laughs> well, with the rumors of the sequel... I don't know how a sequel would work because, like, the family was half of the movie. I'm assuming it will be another family. It will just be, like, uh, the Southern Drawl guy solving another crime. Yeah. So but, like, the fact cool. that he was, like, a mystery writer and, like, the way it all played out like a mystery, like, that was part of the intrigue. I just wouldn't know how they would do a sequel. But I'm interested in seeing it because, like, I would go see it from how much I liked this one. Yeah. Maybe the last best director you watched was Ryan Johnson, so you can just trust him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So that's it for this one. Thank you. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.